Hello everybody, welcome back to the National 20 Review. We are Final Show Films. We produce a wide variety of content every day of the week. Check us out on our website at FinalShowFilms.com. You can also check us out on our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash FSFilms if you'd like to support us financially. And today, I am John, and with me today is... Cookie. Shadow Gorse. Austin units? I'm not sure which name we're using. We're using both and all. By the way, your thumb was like right in my mouth. Oh. <laughs> I've just like licked it if I really wanted to. You would have gotten Cheeto dust. Oh, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and today we're talking about Cheeto dust. No, we're talking about the Warcraft board game, specifically the Warcraft board game and its expansion, the Frozen Throne board game. Now, the Warcraft board game... Uh, to read you the description that I have in front of me, the computer classic comes to your table from the publishers Fantasy Flight Games and Blizzard Entertainment present the official Warcraft board game where players take command of an army of night elves, humans, orcs, or undead seeking to harvest golden wood, build a strong village, and set out to conquer and destroy. The Warcraft board game features an, an, an adaptable slash expandable geomorphic board, exciting components, and the innovative command slash movement system that simulates the real-time action and excitement of Warcraft. Innovative, they say, having never played Risk before. Um, <laughs> Warcraft is based on the on the computer game series. Each player takes one of four factions. Human, orcs, night elves are undead. And you can play cooperatively with humans and night elves in one alliance and orcs and undead in second set. But before the... That was official. Uh, the game is set up with a modular board depicting resources, victory point locations, and the player's town halls. Throughout the game, players need to harvest resources, build units and buildings, and use their army to defeat their opponents. Each turn, players move their existing units, harvest golden lumber with their workers, deploy units onto the board where, where, uh, where, that were built on a previous turn, and finally, spend resources on further units, buildings, and outposts. Sorry. Further units, buildings, and outposts. This copy was not well written. Uh, players also have access to a unique deck of experience cards, which are drawn during events like battles, i.e. only battles, and can be used for special effects. A player wins by eliminating all opponents or by accumulating 15 total victory points. Uh, the expansion, all the expansion pack really adds is heroes uh, and uh, random NPC monsters. So, And with, with, it, it also adds uh, the all of the racial traits. Yes, it also has racial traits and, and the variant rules yeah. that, we, that we'll be talking yeah, about. Yeah, and the variant rules that we'll be talking about as well. Uh, but so. Also, it also improves the cards, because Austin and I will have a gripe about the cards from the, from the base game. Yes. Anyways, um, with the heroes, the, the, the big thing that was had with the heroes is that heroes gain experience by killing monsters that, that wander the board, uh, and every two experience points uh, you get, you level up, and you level up twice to level three, and each level. Each level, the, uh, the 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 heroes get additional things they can do, like they get some spells they can cast, or additional passive abilities, um, or they just get stronger and have more health. So uh, we played a couple of different ways. First, we we, we played a four player battle royale style scenario, um, and we also played a every single one of you has played with me yeah. the captive scenario. Yeah, we've also played the captive scenario, which is effectively capture the flag. Yeah. Um, which uh, didn't end like kept the flag for the two of us, but that's fine. I, it ended like that for us. Yeah, the two of the ended. me and John and me and Holly ended with catching the flag. Yep, uh, and uh, also not in like by destroying the base. Also, also we played uh, with variant rules, which we'll talk about later. Um, so first, let's talk about first first impressions. Uh, starting with William. Ah, yes, the the Warcraft three like hard player. Okay, um, the the board game actually did a surprising job of. Giving me the feeling of playing Warcraft Three on a tabletop. It, I, I was surprised with how much I, I found myself thinking uh, in in fashions that Warcraft players do. 
the I need resources, but I need to protect my workers, and I need to expand my base, but I can't do that if I'm too close. Um, and the I, w- I really enjoyed the artwork. I immediately got hit with a sense of Lord with a sense of Lords of Waterdeep, and we'll explain that later. I can see that. Yeah. Um, my first impressions: the game is surprisingly simple. Um, it's not significantly more complicated than equivalent uh, <coughs> games like Risk or the like. It's it's got a few more elements, but it's n- once you understand those few elements, it's pretty simple. It's actually, it's got more elements than Risk, but is less complicated. Um, it's give and take. There's a lot, it, it, it's, it's actually it's, significantly less math than in Risk. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's like, a lot less math. It's it's significantly less complicated than Risk while having more components, which is interesting, but we'll get there. But they, they did a very good job of balancing a lot of things that you can do without having a bunch of things that you have to rifle through, a bunch of rules you have to go through. It's all straight to the point, but all of your choices have a lot of meaning. Uh, first impression for me is from the sheer size of it, it's overwhelming. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of (laughs) moving parts. I mean, I've never. Set up's a thing. I have never played a game with so many moving parts. I have played many games. That's because you didn't play Deadwood. (laughs) Um, Doomtown. Or Mistfall. (laughs) It can be kind of confusing, but I think about like halfway through, I was able to get the concept. Yeah. For me, um, my first impression was decidedly negative. Uh, it improved after a second gameplay, but uh, I'm also a big Warcraft player. I, I was the big, I was the first big Warcraft Warcraft player in the family. Um, also, because you were born first. I mean, exactly. But you had you had an illegal help. I had start. I had I had a seven year head start. Um, but uh, I, I, I and I also found I at first I actually didn't find myself thinking to start in in Warcraft terms. It didn't happen until the second game that I started thinking that way. Uh, it really reminded me at first of Risk of 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 a weird version of Risk, um, a better version of Risk than Starcraft Risk. Goodness, yes. Uh, but but still, I, I feel like if they had done something like this with Starcraft Risk, it would have been better. Um, there is a Starcraft board game, but it's monstrously expensive to find. Yeah, this is. I feel like this is what the StarCraft Risk board game should have been. I feel like was that a, f- a full departure. Yeah, yeah, a full departure from the idea a full departure from the game of Risk but not from the idea of Risk. Um, which I think is pretty pretty much a good way to sum this up. Uh, all right, let's move on to talking about things that we liked about the game. Um, the artwork on just about every piece of the game barring the units uh, is pulled straight out of Warcraft 3 and then made into art. They didn't just pull the 3D yeah. models and flatten them onto 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 a piece of cardboard. They actually took artwork and they, they made artwork that is designed to be reminiscent of the Warcraft 3 models. Yeah, yeah. Like your first you, at first glimpse they look like the Warcraft 3 models, but if you look a little closer it's actually hand drawn. Which is which I think is really neat. A really neat way of depicting that. Like if you if you look at any of the characters, like any of the heroes that have facial hair, you can see they actually took the time to draw the individual hairs of their beards and their eyebrows, and yeah. it's actually really impressively arted out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things I like about this game, um, and the biggest thing for me is you can approach the game so many different ways. There's a number of different strategies, and they all seem to be fairly effective. 
Um, you can be really aggressive. You can do build up, and you're never, you're almost never really out until you're straight dead. Um, you can usually make a comeback, or you've been so thoroughly trounced, you're going to be dead soon. There's not a prolonged dying. It's yeah. not like Risk where it's like, I'm going to lose this game, but it's going to take an hour. Yeah. And it's much faster than Risk. You were going to skip me. No, was it? Mm-hmm. Um, I also really like the artwork. Uh, I love the artwork on some of the cards, but then again, I love Warcraft artwork. Um, I like... Uh, I like the the idea of the hero cards. Mm-hmm. I wish I had them in front of me, but look at them. No, <laughs> I don't. You guys are the ones up the box behind. <laughs> I remembered the other game. There is only so much. Um, Just blame Austin and move on. Anyway, I remembered half of what we were supposed to bring. Anyway, um, yeah. If I had the card in front of me, I'd be able to say specifically what I like. About the uh, the one that you last played was the Priestess of the Moon. Yes. Who was the elf riding the tiger. Yes. The heroes basically... I still have to see what she does. Give, ...give you abilities <laughs> that you can reliably manipulate battles with. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That. Okay. Um, the thing I really like about this game is actually how easily readable all of the key things are. <laughs> so, <laughs> the... um. Was that something you knew I would say? Oh, no. No. We'll get to it with things we don't like. Okay. You didn't play it without the expansion. Okay. Um, Every line of text in that game is from the expansion. Got Okay. Um, Well, what I was saying is, what I I mean by that, I'm not talking about, like, text on cards Mm -hmm. or anything like that. I'm talking about readable uh, from a silhouette perspective. Yeah. Um, The... They, rather than having each individual sort of uh, character or creature or, or, or monster type like arted out or sculpted out, they have very simple wooden blocks that represent your melee combatants, your ranged combatants, and your flying combatants. And they are all the same shape for each race. They're just a different color. It's the same shape for all the fighters. It's the same shape for all the ranged guys. It's the same shape for all the flyers. And... On your hero cards and on the random monster tokens, they also have that same shape to indicate whether your hero is a ranged attacker, a melee attacker, or a flying attacker, which there are none in the game. But um, And with the monsters, they indicate whether they were a ranged attacker, a melee attacker, or a flying attacker. I find that uh, very clearly defined symbolism is good, and I enjoy that, and I like that. It makes things easy to tell what's going on at a glance, as opposed to the problem that we had with Mistfall, where the symbolism was not very easily defined and wasn't all that unique and, you know, that didn't pop out very well. They had a lot of very similar-looking symbols, and we got confused. And there were a bunch of symbols, (laughs) not three. Not three. Um, I think it... I also really liked... Once I finally understood what I was doing and how to play the game properly... It does. It did really invoke evoke that sort of feeling of playing a Warcraft three game uh, in multiplayer. Not the way I played it because I like to play the custom maps. But still, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think it, I think it's a really good representation of 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 the Warcraft three game, warts and all, uh, with a few major exceptions for me that were minor exceptions for other people. But we'll get to that when we talk about things that we don't like. Speaking of things that we don't like, we're talking about that now. 
<laughs> you want to do the pieces and I'll talk about the cards? I've got other things to talk about, too. Okay. Like, we, we can talk about that with materials. Yeah, that was other materials. Um, so, the <clears throat> cards that we played with had really nice text to let us know what they did on the cards, and they were really nice. Uh, and we had nice reference sheets that told us what our racial abilities were and what all the unit passive abilities were. So those were apparently off in the expansion. Yes, because <clears throat> in the base Warcraft 3 game, the experience deck has all the cards... Minus one of the one or two of the abilities that were added in the expansion, but all the cards were just a picture. They, they had the artwork that is on the new cards, none of the text. It was just a picture on a card with hmm. no reference sheets, just the one manual. So the, the picture, no, no, let me. No, the picture was still unique and easily identified. Yes, the picture is still easily identified, but there's no text to go with. But it. you have no fucking clue what it means. <laughs> all right, so you have, you have to you have to pull out the manual and go to the back page of the manual to look at what all the unit passive abilities are <laughs> and what all the ability cards do. All right, I'm seeing a problem. I'm seeing a problem. <laughs> so that aside, um, as far as things that I didn't like, uh, that got fixed in the expansion. The expansion was significantly better in the original game. <clears throat> The races all felt the same. They didn't have the only differences they had were some of their were their ability cards, and some of them had only one of the like some of the passive abilities were only on one race. Like only the orcs had bloodlust. Yeah, there were very few and very minor differences. But overall, the thing I dislike most about the game is the multiplayer has the same problem that it does in most competitive strategy multiplayer games, where it's hmm. Let's team up on X person because they're in the lead and being in the lead or just being, hey, you beat me last game. Hey, you who's behind, you want to team up with me because he beat me last game? Yeah. Sure, why not? Um, <laughs> Competition, turns out, is the bane of competitive games. <laughs> no, social aspects are the bane of competitive games. Um, and RTSs are typically anonymous. <laughs> which, as well, there's also a strong random factor. There was a time where I got into a fight where I... Had every statistical advantage, and I just rolled the garbage out of that fight and got crushed. Yeah, that was fun. To be fair, you can swing pretty easy too, because there were some fights that I walked into badly, and I was like, "Devour, Blade Storm." Okay, we turn this around now. That requires you to have cards, which I'm pretty <laughs> sure John will gripe about. Oh yeah, we're gonna get there. But yeah, I have a list. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> um, I write mine out. I'm organized. I don't write anything out ever. Okay. Well, I'm more organized than nope. um, They're in my head. <laughs> set up and break down of the game. Yeah. Yep. Just, just say that. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> it took us half an hour to set up? I'm not so sure on set up. Like, I don't remember as well. Um, but breakdown with William and I both breaking down the game. I timed that, and it was almost twenty minutes. Yeah. Yes, we were talking some, but we were still putting things away while we were talking. So breakdown takes a lot longer than setup because setup is open bag dump out. That was whereas, my invention. Though. Whereas break, yeah, that was your. Whereas breakdown is open bag scoop in, scoop in, scoop in, scoop we in. We should clarify that the in. bag system that we had was not what the game came with. The game came with significantly less bags. Yeah. Which comes to my next one, too many pieces. Yeah. 
I, I think there. I feel like you, we don't use every piece that's no, in this game. There's it's a lot of redundant necessary. reminders. We didn't even use. William and I were using the variant rule that gave uh, uh, that gives you a lot of resources, and we still didn't go through all the resources. To be fair, that's all the resources from both expansions. Yeah. We did go through almost all of the depletion counters, however. Well, yeah, <laughs> we were yeah, wrecking uh, some depletion counters. Um. The cards that you get, I think I got to draw a card once the entire game we played, and I never played any of my cards. They yeah. were completely useless to me. Now, I know some people may play the cards. I never really got anything that I needed, and I never got to draw any more. The, the three-player game we played, I drew two and played all of them and never got any more. And there were just... I felt like there were way too many things to do in the game. Um... Multitasking is not one of my strong suits, and like I didn't even realize that I should be upgrading my melee guys. And that, yes, laugh, laugh at my pain. Go ahead. I always laugh at your pain. I'm your brother. Hey Holly, it would really help if you could update those guys. I actually I, I mentioned told, that. Yeah, we both told you that midway in the game. Shortly after that, I upgraded them. But that was like midway in the game, once I was already losing. <laughs> what, what we're saying is, there's a lot of stuff to keep up with. And you told me before he did, and I was playing him. To be fair, I'm the, I'm the competition. I'm not supposed to help And you. it was my first time playing. I was very confused. <laughs> what, what we're saying is, there's a lot to keep track of. And it gets very stressful for some So, people. you know how I said my first uh, reaction was negative? Here's a list of reasons why. Let's start with. Uh, where do you want to start with the big or small? Don't want to start, start, lead, start, up to start the big. lead up to the big. big. Okay, let's let's lead to the big. <laughs> so the smallest gripe that I have with the game is the inability to retreat. So in the game of Warcraft, in the real game, in the real game, in the real time strategy computer game of Warcraft. One of the key tactics that you have is kiting. And what kiting is, is basically you go out and you lure your enemies into a what they perceive as an advantageous battle, um, and you drag them back to an ambush point, where then you turn that seemingly disadvantageous battle on your part into an advantageous battle. This is often done with watchtowers, other flying units, you know, archers that are hidden, uh, various sort of ambush points. In StarCraft, this was done with lurkers all the time. The lurker ambush was the best thing ever. Um, in, in the board game, they saw that, and they said, you know what, we don't like kiting. Uh, so when you get into a battle, you can't run away. Ever. At all. Even if, say, I've got three melee guys and a hero on one token and <laughs> no other reinforcements and my opponent has a flyer, just one flyer, and they roll that flyer into that space, I can't run away ever. So they just roll the dice until they win. Um, which is a pretty big feel-bad, a pretty big departure from the game, and an irritant all around. Uh, I would the, like to the, say the, the inability to do anything in response to getting wrecked is a bad thing. I do want to give the opposite side of that is having never played Warcraft before <laughs> and not going for the Warcraft feel. 
I felt like it was a pretty regular mechanic because there are things you can do, split your party up, because you're only attacking one there square. Are, yeah. And, and that, that that comes up after yeah, that comes that that came up when I realized how the game was played. Yeah. I was playing it very differently the first time I played it. Um this is my list of grabs, though. So. Yeah. No, I, I was just, uh, just saying that, and that's that's also why that's the there's, smallest. There's, there's one. a counterpoint. That's also why that's the smallest one because there are ways around that. It's just the the first time it happens. The first time it happens, you get mad, and I get mad, and I get mad. So uh, that was the, that's the smallest one. Stepping up a little bit, there are no ways outside of variant rules to draw cards outside of getting into the aforementioned battles. So, cards can sometimes be very handy. Their orcs have cards called have a card called Ensnare, which says, "Hey, I've only got melee units. You got a flyer. Now it's on the ground. I can kill it." Um, humans don't have that. Night elves don't have that. Undead don't have it. Undead have it. Undead have it. Undead and orcs have it. The which is interesting that the allied forces have the same abilities. So there's no real spread if you're playing a two v two. They're not, but really anyways, allied. Uh, they're not really allied, but the game says they're allied, which they're not. Which is a later gripe. Don't worry, don't worry. I have, I have, I have a list. Um. So yeah, the 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 inability to draw cards at a regular rate without actively engaging in battles is a problem. And can I clarify one thing? There are strictly better. There, there aren't strictly better cards. No, but there, there are better there, cards. No, there are strictly better cards. There are definitely the card that lets you re-roll any miss that the orcs have is a strictly better card than the card that lets you roll an additional dice for everybody you hit, and if you get a one, you add a casualty to it. That there's a strict superiority there. Um, so there's that. Cards have an issue. Um. Stepping up further, continuing on with the battle theme, though, when you're playing the expansion pack, the only way to get experience points for your heroes to level up is by battling the NPC mobs, of which there may not be enough. In the Capture the Flag mode that we played, there was only enough NPC mobs for one person to get their hero to level 3 and the other person to get their hero to level 2. That's it. Which comes at a disadvantage for some heroes because there are heroes like the Priestess of the Moon that just gets to say, oh, you've got guys that aren't directly in battle with me? Well, I'm just going to nuke them anyways with Starfall. Um, and then like the Blade Master who can, you know, insta-kill What we're saying is third-level heroes are... Third-level third heroes okay. are really good, but if you never get there, you know, and, and the heroes are just kind of additional meat. Um... The uh, in, an interesting point, just to sort of counter out this list of negativity, in, there is an interesting uh, aspect to combat wherein the different types of units go at different speeds. So, like your ranged attackers go first, then your flying attackers, then your melee attackers. Which is why you typically you want a complement of ranged units yeah. with your guide because the ranged units can kill the flyers before they can do anything. Yeah, and but the flyers can kill the melee guys without getting hit. Which then goes back to my negative in that if you have a bunch of melee guys, you're screwed against flyers. Because melee guys cannot hit flyers, and with few exceptions, all of which exist in the orc and undead categories, melee guys can't hit flyers. Um, so if you're not playing an orc or an undead, if you're not playing the orcs or the undead, you have no melee defense. You have no defense for your melee guys against flyers, except for ranged attacks. To be fair, only the orcs and undead in Warcraft Three actually had snare abilities. No, but the humans and night elves could get orbs that let their heroes do uh, range damage. Yeah. So, 
There, you know, there's this this give and take. Here. Also, it's kind of balanced that the orcs have the ensnare because they have the strongest melee units and, and the, the weakest, weakest flyers. flyers. That's fair, and that's fair. Um, but still, it's it's kind of a weird thing where it's like not everybody has the same number of answers. Mm. Like human, when when fighting flyers, humans are strictly it, worse. It's mainly the humans because the elves yeah. don't care because they're all about the marchers. They are all about the marchers. But that then brings me to my next gripe. Uh, which is, there's a limited, which is, is not really that big of a gripe, but still one I feel needs voiced. All of the races have the exact same number of units available. Which is, it's a, it's most, a, a lot of melee fighters, a few ranked fighters, and four flyers. The problem being, all the races are balanced differently towards which one they favor. Humans are perfectly balanced, they, 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 they have sort of a flat gradient where they're equally good with all three, which is to say not as good as the other three races with at least one. Except for the Scourge. The Scourge are also balanced. The Scourge are also balanced. Um, it's, it's the Night Elves and the The Orcs. Night Elves are really geared towards ranged attackers. And their melee guys suck. And their melee guys suck. But they still have more melee guys than ranged attackers, and if you run out of tokens to build, you can't build any more of that unit. And then the Orcs are really good with melee guys, and not as good with the others, but again, they still have the same amount of melee guys as everybody else. So orcs, like in the grand scheme of things, the orcs are positioned the best because their melee guys get the, get the strongest and they have the most melee guys. Whereas the night elves, their range guys get the strongest, but they have the same number of range guys as everybody else. And nobody really has good flyers. Everyone's flyers are pretty much the same. Except for the orcs, who are worse. The orcs have strictly worse flyers. Which is why I never build them. So yeah, there's, there's, it's weird. That's a weird thing. Um, and then finally, the map. The game that we played, and we may not have built it correctly, but the game that we played... I double-checked the diagram. It, it was correct? No, the, we, we had the one turned around. Yeah. But, the, but we, that did create a significant difference. The one that we played, the way that we played it, I was pinned into a corner, and I had two ways to go. Towards Austin, or towards William. I couldn't go anywhere else. Which severely limited my options. Because everybody else had three directions they could go. Towards the person to their left, towards the person to their right, or into the center. Yeah, well, that, that was what that one piece turned Now, the one piece turn would have let you in the center, but the problem was you were still f- strictly further away from any resource yeah, no, no, no. than anybody else was. With, with, with that turned around, I was strictly further away from that mine. <laughs> so, I was in a really bad position on the map. The maps are very asymmetrical, and I feel like that's not a good design choice well, when you're doing when you're trying to recreate the four player. Warcraft. The four player map is asymmetrical. Yeah, the four player map. The, the, the two player map is not asymm- is not as asymmetrical. Like the, the, the map, the map that we played for the captives was very was built pretty much identical on both sides with slight variations. Yeah, but the 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 four player map is very asymmetrical, very weirdly, and it was not fun for me at least because I was the one that was getting the shit kicked out of me. Um, so yeah. That's my list of grabs for the game. It was a long list. It was a long list. It was a much longer list than mine. Yeah. That's why I didn't write it down. It would take me forever. So let's talk about materials. Uh, William, give us a rundown on the materials. So the materials are, you have a bunch of the cardboard chits to mark down everything that goes on the board. Everything. So you've got your gold, your lumber, 
your depletion counters for when resources are running out, your wounds for your heroes, and your objectives. And your land masses. I feel like you don't even need no, the No, this is just that goes on the board. The board is its own thing. Your NPC token, your NPC oh, yeah, and, fighters. And NPC tokens. And your sprites. Your buildings. Yeah, there's your... Well, those, those I'm including with the armies. Because this, this, this is the stuff that goes on the board that is not part of your army. Buildings. That's part of your army. So you got outposts are not part of your army. Outposts are not part you've of your got, army. You got you got you got six things that go Unless on. You got six things that you got six things that go parallel to the map and outside of any factions. Um, then you've got for each race they have two outposts and two melee buildings, three range buildings, three flying buildings. One of the melee buildings is automatically built into your town, and, and, and then your town square. Um. And then each race has their deck of their three types of units and their heroes and their deck of experience cards. Got a lot of pieces already? Good, because there's more. Um, there are the board pieces, which are little hexagonal pieces that you can rearrange and make into any map that you like, which I do actually really enjoy. I do like the, the ability to make a map to your fit your choice if you don't like any of the ones that are pre-built. Yeah. Um, perhaps a symmetrical map. Yes, perhaps a symmetrical map. And then... I think that's everything. Uh, card, like, covered all the stuff for the armies, covered all the, all the, all the objective stuff, covered all the, ma- all the map pieces. Oh, yes, and, and the, you have, I think it's eight melee units, five archers, and four flyers? Something or like, like ten, six, and four? It's something around that. I know, I know there are exactly four flyers, but there's a lot of melee units and slightly less range units. And then your workers. And then your and then your handful of workers. Which are also cardboard chips. And then your summoned units, in case you can summon units. Yeah, your summoned units if your heroes can summon units. And your hero. And your hero. Your hero who is one who is one star. And your hero card. That I included that. Okay. And and the, the base for the night elves. Oh yes, and the night elves have a have one moving base thing because their base can walk around. And your your town chip that right, you keep them. track of your buildings yeah. with. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, it's hard to keep track of what you have and haven't covered. And your and your race card. Yeah, or, yeah, and the reference cards. Yeah, there's a lot of pieces here. It takes up a lot of table space. So yes, it does. All the pieces are really high quality, except the unit pieces, which we've covered. The unit pieces are. This is why I say it invokes a little bit of Warlords of Waterdeep for me, because all of these pieces are really detailed and really referential to Warcraft Three art and really Warcraft Three design. And they're all cardboard chits or you know and cards. They're all really nice. With and nice then, artwork. And then the unit pieces are blank colored pieces of cardboard. Yes, they're shaped. No, dis- they're, they're 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 wood or pieces of wood. No they're 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 shaped dis- they're shaped distinctively so that you can tell melee range flyer. But it's a man, a catapult. By the way, none of the range units are catapults because the orcs don't even get demolishers, and a dragon. I didn't even know it was I think a it's dragon. Actually a I had no idea what it was. It might be a griffin. But I either think way, it's actually a griffin. It's, it's ambiguous it enough. Could it could be, be any winged creature. <laughs> And like I set up all my catapults upside down because I had no idea which they were supposed to. Oh, I did okay. that too. I'm not ca- alone. I sometimes couldn't figure out like which one's up. It's oh, the I one, think this. It's the one with three notches is up. Yeah. Yeah. William had to tell me which way was it was. It, it. Like if I'm just putting one down, though, I'm like, I don't know if I put it right. I don't care. Yeah, they're fairly bland. Mm. They're, they're not bad pieces. They're just bland pieces. Like, they stand out like a sore thumb, though, because everything else is so. Yeah. But I think that's good. I think sta- I think in this case, standing out is good because there are so many pieces. It's easy to keep track of. Okay, this is a fighter. This is a ranged guy. This is a flyer. Although I did mix up my flyers and my melee guys a couple times. 
because when they're laying down, they have a very similar silhouette. And if you put a, um, a melee guy um, on his edge, he looks like a rain uh, flyer. Yeah, if you see if he's if he's tilted, he does look kind of like a flyer. Uh, so yeah. the hero's really obvious. He's a giant freaking star. And then there's the dice, which you forgot. Oh yes, there there are five small dice and one uh, harvesting die for if you for if you're using the standard rules for harvesting, which is you roll the harvesting die and get that many resources. What, what, do, you, what do you use the dice for, Precious? Uh, you, so you use the dice for all of your combat. Each unit has a strength score, which is the number you're trying to roll under. Um, the lowest you can typically, the lowest you can have on any unit is two, which are the weakest. Which means you need a one or a two. And the highest you can get is five, which is the strongest, which means you need five or less. And only orcs get a five unit. Which yep. is their melee. Only orcs get a five unit. Actually, no, I think the level three flyers for night elves and... Nope. Nope. Four. They're fours. Oh, no, they're fours. Attack. They have splash. Yeah. Yep. And the night elves have poison barbs. Yeah. No, only on the archers. No, the night elves. Yeah, the night elves have four they, archers. Yeah, have their, max, their max archers have yeah. poison barbs, but they're still four. Yeah, but they still also four. go first. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the 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 combat is a thing, as we were talking about earlier. Uh, Austin and I got into a fight where he had a strict numbers advantage, a and I wrecked him. I wrecked him hard. I lost two units. Three. You units. had a melee guy and your hero, and that was it. No, I had two melee guys and my hero. Oh, that's it. I had two melee guys and my hero. You had three melee guys, your hero, and a scarab, and a flyer. And no, you didn't have a flyer at this point because he won that fight. Because because I won this fight. Oh, right. You didn't have a flyer. You had you had three me- You had three. No, you had four melee guys, your hero, and a scarab. That was it. And I just continually wrecked you. It's just. Fail, 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 smash, smash, smash. They've made fail, it. Fail, 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 smash, smash, smash. They've made it as balanced as they can if you're rolling dice, but in the end, we're still rolling dice, and Austin has this issue with rolling dice. Yeah, we're still rolling dice. Fortunately, you couldn't critically hit yourself, but it's, it's like, what what is going on here? I have the numbers advantage in a RTS. I would be winning this. In most situations, you do have, you, you will win that, unless you're Austin. Yeah. So it's weird. And to be fair, I have seen some incredible RTS plays where someone has won a fight with significantly less units. Yes. But that usually involves strategy and cleverness. That usually involves things like kiting, which we aforementioned can't do. <laughs> so, well, yeah. there's your kiting. It's rolling the dice well. <laughs> there you go. There it is. So, yeah, there's, there's, there's some issues with the game. Let's, let's go ahead and do our, our, our final thoughts and review scores. I give it an A. I keep wanting to play it. It has it has its issues, so it's not it's not a perfect game. Um, but I gave it an A. It's not a perfect game. That's what an A plus is. He may be biased. <laughs> We're all biased. Like bi- yeah. bias is a bi- bias, bias, is an, bias is an inherent thing in the human psyche. Like I I I keep enjoying the game and keep wanting to play it again. So that that to me is what I would call an A. I keep wanting to go back and play the game again. That's fine. And try more things. That's why there are four people here. Um. <laughs> It has it has its flaws, which does keep it from being an A plus to me. Like the the piece the the cardboard piece or the wooden pieces bother me. Um, there are a number of like inherent strategy flaws with it, and I'm not bothered by dice rolling. Other people are. Dice don't bother me. Um, but overall, I really enjoy the game, and I keep wanting to go back to it. So, um, it's hard for me to think the letter grade. It's I. 
I enjoy it from the it's faster than Risk, and there's more there's more things that you have control over than you do with Risk. But there's a lot of random elements. You gather the resources with a die. You deplete your resources with a die. I stripped mine the heck out of all my forests and was lump- could not get lumber to save my life. Uh, the- to be fair, you still won that game. Yes, I did. Um, the num- number rolling is a die. And it has the same problem as Risk does in large groups. Which is to say, somebody is always the quote-unquote either getting picked on or sitting back and building up. Yeah. You know, there, when you have three people, somebody has to be the either not as involved in combat or two people teaming against one. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, it's a fun strategy game, but it doesn't shout anything super unique to me. And it might just be because I'm not a Warcraft player. I didn't grow up playing Warcraft. It's a good game. It's fun. If somebody pulls it out, sure, I'll play it, but I'm not going to seek it out. B minus. It's fun. Yeah. Um, I'm going to call it Austin. Meh. <laughs> meh. It's just meh. We'll put that on the me. box in air quotes. Meh. Pookie. Sorry. It's just meh. Um, I give it a C. I kind of figured it wouldn't be your cup of tea. It's, it's not as much. Yeah. I just I like the genre which gives me the So I like the idea of it. I just I have a great love of the Warcraft games and universe. I think out of the out of the out of between me and William, I've spent more money on Warcraft. I actually don't think so. I In, with my with my with my 7 to 10 year WoW subscription, I've spent more money on Warcraft than you. Even with your books. I've spent more money on Warcraft. I no, really love no, He Warcraft. has several, several hundred okay, dollars of, of Doomhammer and... I love... What I'm saying is I love Warcraft. I love, I love Warcraft. I love Blizzard games. I, I really do. Which is why this game is a massive disappointment to me. This is a massive disappointment to me. Because... I really wanted to enjoy it. And I saw it and you guys said it was like it's as close to it's as close to playing the actual game as you can come on a board game. And I'm like, alright, sweet. I'm gonna enjoy this. I'm gonna I'm gonna have fun. I'm gonna build me a base. I'm gonna build me some watchtowers. I'm going to build me a whole bunch of flyers and fly over their base and bombard them with griffins. Well, can't build a bunch of flyers, can't build any watchtowers. Um and then there's just so I, I have a I had a long list of cons that I have for this game. And that wasn't just me being critical of the game. That these are genuine things that I have problems with. Uh, I mean it was me being critical of the game, but like like it's what, not like me being picky. What we're saying is this is one of the situations where you, having played the Warcraft game yeah. and having the Warcraft experience to compare it against, has made you like the game less than me, who comes in and is like it's a generic strategy game. Yes. It's fun. Yes, pretty much. However, like, I also have there's the, many, there's many years the, of Warcraft experience, the, and I enjoyed it just as much. There's the flavor. It has the flavor of Warcraft, which I like. But there's just so many irritants that it ended up being 
just disappointing. And the most disappointing thing about it is at the end of the game, at the end of the day, I can take or leave it. A game that Warcraft has been very important in my life. Blizzard has been a very important company in my life. And for a Blizzard-inspired game to leave me feeling meh is the most disappointing thing I can ever say. And it's a C. In my eyes, it's a flat C. And I can't really say anything other than that that would express my level of disappointment more. Because if it was really bad, I could have fun taking it apart. If it was really good, I'd have fun playing it. But it's right in the middle. You have a lot of opinions for a game that's <laughs> meh. I mean, and, and most of that comes from the fact that I love the source material. Exactly. Like it's 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 because I love the source material that I want to make this as clear and as possible. I feel like <laughs> if we if if you were in my situation where you never played Warcraft before, you might give it a, a C plus. Yeah, or I, might a B give, minus. I might give it a better grade if I had never played Warcraft before. But because I have and because I love it so much, it's a C. So disappointing. So that's been Warcraft the RPG. It does not have the RPG, the board game. Warcraft the RPG is a very very was, different was, experience. It's a very different experience. Yes. Uh, so yeah, um, thanks for sitting through this uh, review. Uh, very like, split review. It's very split review. Uh, if you like what you heard and you like to hear more... Uh, it makes it abundantly clear that I need a new gaming group. <laughs> hey! Just, 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 we'll just beat you up later. Um, so anyways, uh, this has been uh, Warcraft, the board game. Uh, if you like what you heard and you'd like to hear more, please feel free to check out all of our stuff at our website at financialfilms.com. If you'd like to help support what we do, uh, check us on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash fsfilms. We're only able to do all the things that we do thanks to the generous support of our patrons, without which we wouldn't have nearly as much equipment and games that we've been playing. Um, because most of the Natch 20 review is funded by the Patreon. Like, most of the games we reviewed has been funded by the Patreon, so that's really cool. Barring, like, this one and a couple others. Yeah, bar- barring a few. I said most, not all. Uh, which is which is a really cool thing that I think is really sweet. Um, and I think that it's really fun that we're in that position. And if you'd like to help us get into a better position where we can do even more stuff, uh, just like our $25 supporters, Chris Comfort and Andy Donick, head over to the Patreon page, patreon.com slash FS Films. <sighs> so yeah. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye, Bye. everybody. Goodbye.